Welcome to the Indie Marketers Podcast. My name is Mike McFarland. This is episode one of the Indie Marketers Podcast. And this week, I have a very special guest. Someone who I've known for pretty much as long as I've been in MarTech now, for about 16 years. We've had the opportunities to work together. We've had the opportunities to collaborate together. And she is someone who I look up to, someone who I respect very much. So without further ado, let's jump right into the show. So to those who have been wondering who the secret first guest was, Lee Oxley, what's up? What's up? How you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? It's been a minute. It has. Has it? Not well, kind of. It, it's funny. We we definitely reconnected more in the last few years. Yeah over uh just random stuff here and there um but it's been yeah it's been nice kind of rekindling our our friendship yeah and maybe just talking about work and talking about the space and all that sort of stuff so really appreciate you taking time to come and talk to me today absolutely happy to be here i'm excited and happy friday for those that are listening on the day that this will hopefully come out today this is uh, Black Friday. So as we in Canada like to call it Black Friday now too, apparently, because we share that holiday with the States, but it's also kind of a holiday for us Canadians that work with primarily US people because no one is online. Nobody works. Except for us, us fellow Canadians are online together. Yes. Yeah. It's shopping day. You- it is shopping day. Yeah. It is shopping day. It's and which actually works out quite well now, I guess, doing shopping before Christmas. You get all these deals now versus after Christmas with Boxing Day and makes the gift giving process a little bit cheaper for those because nothing's really cheap right now. Nothing is cheap. No. Nothing is cheap. (laughs) So where are you talking to us from today? Uh, Home office and just outside of Vancouver, Canada. Lovely. And how's the weather? Rainy and gloomy and dark. All the lights are on in the room. It's so a very typical classic, Vancouver weather. Yeah, classic Vancouver November day. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's get into this a little bit. So for those that are listening to this podcast for the first time, if you haven't listened to the teaser, this is really going to be focusing on folks that have really gone out on their own. And Lee is one of those folks that we've had the opportunity to work together for a long time, but she's also ventured out on her own along the same sort of lines that I have. And so really want to kind of jump in and kind of talk about like, how did you get started in marketing automation? Because I think you and I have a very similar story that way, but would love to hear kind of how your path kind of took you there. Yeah, for sure. Um, We have a very similar story from kind of the start of marketing automation onward, I guess. Right. Um, So I uh, started out, I was doing um, like tech support at uh, a a big blue corporation, (laughs) Um, doing tech support, like call center stuff, hated it. Uh, was, I remember talking to my dad and being like, you know, like tech isn't for me. I'm not, I'm not, my brother is the tech person in the family. I'm not into tech. I'm not into computers. I fell into this job. Uh, I really don't like it. And I uh, decided I didn't want to do that anymore. And I went out and applied for, um, it was actually for an admin assistant position um, with this recruiting agency and they called me back and they were like, Hey, we really, we really like your resume, but not for this admin assistant. Like this doesn't make any sense. 
you need to come in. We have this position with this really great young company in Toronto, uh, right downtown, fashion district. Uh, you got to come in and interview for this, but it is kind of a tech support-ish type job. Uh, and I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. They convinced me to do it. I came in, uh, I interviewed with three people and I like immediately fell in love with the people. Um, they gave me a tour of the office. There was like snacks and fresh fruit and stuff out. And I was like, this place, like it's young, it's fresh, it's exciting. Like you could feel the energy in the office, really like the, the people that I was meeting. Um, so I agreed to take the job. I remember again, you know, talking to my dad and he was like, well, what is, what is the job? And I said, oh, it's a product specialist. And he goes well, on, on what, what product? And I was like, I don't know, but I don't know. And he was like, hey, well, what's the company? He said, it's this company called Eloqua. He goes, what do they do? I, go, I don't know. Um, I had no idea. I had no idea what I was in for. I didn't have a marketing background. I didn't have a marketing degree. Um, so I showed up and uh, sat I think three feet away from you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Right beside you. Uh, and that was kind of my intro to marketing automation. I literally knew nothing. I didn't know. I didn't know the first thing about marketing. Um, and I came in and I think the product specialist role was, you know, a great intro because it was immediately thrown in, figure it out. Right. Which yep. is something that I've always I've always loved and I still love to this day. Like I want to troubleshoot and problem solve and figure things out and figure out how things work. So despite my arguments with my dad that I was not into tech, uh, I have now built this whole career around tech and around marketing tech specifically. Um, and I think just, you know, the joining Eloqua at that time, I think I, you know, I was a hundred and something higher. Like we were very small then. Yeah. You know, you were, I think, hired. I think it was five months before you. Months, yeah. Yeah, like we, they were starting to go through, definitely growing the company. <laughs> Excuse me. But I think they were also really starting to explore hiring outside of the people who already worked there. Yeah. I remember, like, I remember joining. I think I was, like, one of the first people that was actually didn't know anybody there when I started because yeah. I went through the same path as you, I, I met with a recruitment agency and got the same, uh, uh, we maybe went through the same agency. Now that I think of it, I don't know. We'll have to talk about that after Yeah, but same spiel, like really cool tech company growing in the fashion district. I went to school for marketing. I love tech. And all of a sudden it's just like, how does this fall into my lap? How does this yeah. happen? Yeah. And same thing. Love the people, love the office, love the atmosphere and love the opportunity to do something that I didn't go to school for because well, neither of us went to school for this um, or nobody does. <laughs> so very similar path. And so that's very interesting. And so we started in product support together, which yeah. I like to tell people that was basically consulting or professional services over the phone. Yeah, it, yeah, it totally was. Yeah, and we, we had to help people figure out how to do anything they were trying to do. Like, yep. oh, I want to do this. And it, they would just call in and instead of paying for professional services, we would have to figure it out. We didn't have it. We didn't have yeah. professionals. Well, we yeah. had a few partners. I think like Mike Couch was very early yeah. doing stuff uh, before Couch and Associates was started. Yeah. But I believe it was Jeff Pedowitz that was the yeah. one that brought up the partner program formally yeah. at, at Eloqua at the time as well. Yeah. And so we were that really that first line of defense to help people 
not just troubleshoot problems, but how to use the products. How to do things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was a really, I, I love the way that you, like we just, we got thrown in. There was no documentation on anything. You literally just had to talk to people around the office. And at the time, I feel so fortunate that we had this opportunity. We could literally sit next to developers' desks. Yes. And like, they could show us how things would work. They would pull the code up and say, this is why this is doing this. Yeah. Or the influence that we had on roadmap, like just, it was incredible. It was a really, really cool time, yeah, I think, for all of yeah. us. And there's a lot of very prominent and I would say successful people in the B2B MarTech space that came out of Eloqua at that time as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. You being one of them. <laughs> so <laughs> you started in product support or part, yeah. you were a product specialist. It was support. It wasn't support, but product specialist. What, where did, uh, now obviously you didn't stick in that role forever. Where did you kind of navigate to next? Yeah, for sure. So I think I made it like four or five months. It wasn't long before Jeff Padowitz, who was starting up the professional services team and Andy and Kelly yep. um, were product consultants, yep. and Joel and Vic. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and Jeff Padowitz came to me and said, I want to pull you over into the product consulting team. Do you want to do that? And I was like, yeah, sure. I, I still don't know what I'm doing. I still <laughs> haven't figured out what this company does. Um, so I was like, yeah, sure. Right. And that was, I think, one of my favorite things looking back on Eloqua back then, right. And my progression through Eloqua and then Oracle and onwards in my career, which I know uh, I'm sure we'll talk about as we go, um, was I always say the that ability to wear all the different hats and jump around and try different things, even if I hadn't, like I went into the product consulting and did some professional services work, but I was still doing support stuff. I yep. was still working with the training team. I was still working with project managers. I was still working with developers and, and having those relationships. And I think that is what was really, really cool at the time, but also is what kind of empowered a lot of what happened in my career over time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think the product specialist role at the time was definitely a springboard for a lot of people. Yeah. We saw folks like Matt Grantham go from product support to all of a sudden designing Eloqua 10 or yeah. what's now known as Eloqua. Uh, yeah. Myself too. I started in, in support and then went into marketing ops. And that's, I think when I look back at that, our time there, that's my fondness. Like I got to work with Brian Carden, Joe Chernoff, uh, Amber, Claudia, Erica, Chris Petko, Jim Williams, Tara Bassett. Like it was this rock star team. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't say rock star. That's such a cliche thing to say. <laughs> you I, love it. Was, it. <laughs> I, but it was such a special time. Like you just, you yeah. don't have, like you don't realize it at the time, like just how special it is. But I can look back on it now and be like, wow. that really helped shape my career to be surrounded by people like that. And then the whole company too, with like Paul Tashima, Steve Woods, Joe Payne, Alex Schutman, like, wow. Like we were, wow. we were in this incubator of like, basically preparing ourselves for our career with, and both of us have made careers out of what we're doing now. So Absolutely. again, like such a special time for us. Yeah. Um, now we obviously did, we've done different roles at Eloqua together. Uh, we, we've done professional services. We've done things like that. Where did Eloqua take you? Because we obviously both, we stayed at Eloqua for as long as we did, but yep. then what happened next? 
Yeah, for sure. So uh, the Oracle acquisition happened. And uh, again, my dad is my sounding board. My dad worked at uh, same big blue. Big blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for his most of his career. Um, so he's always been kind of my corporate sounding board. So I remember when the Oracle uh, acquisition was announced and I was like, I'm out, like, I'm not doing this big corporate thing anymore. I loved that Eloqua was small and startup. Yep. And he was like, listen, sit tight, have it on your resume for a year, right? It's meaningful to have that on your, on your Absolutely. resume. It looks good. Stick it out for a year. You can fit, you can manage acquisitions take forever to go through. It'll be fine. Blah, blah, blah. I lasted four years. Uh, into the acquisition, so, which was amazing, right? And it, I learned so much and I grew, right? And I moved into the training department. I had that opportunity, um, which really kind of pushed my career even further. Um, so after four years, I did the training team. Um, I left, I was managing the curriculum group for what was then Oracle Marketing Cloud Academy. So I had all five of the marketing cloud product lines under me. Our team was writing all the curriculum. It was fantastic. Um, but the time comes when you have to leave a Absolutely. job. Yep. Um, so I left there and I went on to Vision Critical, which was another kind of, there were a lot of ex-eloquent people there, a lot of people that I really respected and had loved working with over the years. Uh, Melissa Madian, uh, Sweeney Williams was there. Uh, Dave Kuyper. So a lot of people wow. that I knew from Eloqua and I was like, Hey, this, you know, this feels good. This feels, A, it feels safe, right? Because there are people there that I know. Yep. Um, but it also, it was exciting. It was market research, um, SAS-ish. So there was a lot of really cool opportunity there. So I went there, I did some um, customer experience enablement stuff. Left there after a period, um, just through like a lot of restructuring and the role, they switched my role around and just things were not uh, as exciting as they had been when I first joined. So I, I hung out there for a bit uh, and I realized I really like it was, it was SaaS and it was market research, but it wasn't marketing automation. Right. And I physically in the Vancouver office sat beside the marketing team and I found I was often like leaning over going, oh, well, what are you guys working on? Like, oh, <laughs> I can help you with that. I can show you how to do that. And like, oh, well, you know, you could think about this and think about that. So um, I realized I was really missing uh, marketing and marketing automation yep. and ops. So I left there. I went to an agency, uh, did some agency life for a while. That was interesting, uh, to say the least. It wasn't the best spot. Uh, I think agency life is spectacular in that you you get so much so fast, right? Absolutely. And and it's like just jump back in. And I was I was working too much. Uh, my personality does not let me kind of just walk away from my computer at the end of the day. Yep. Um, so I was taking on too much. There was too much going on. It was not all that well managed. So I ended up leaving there, but I was so grateful for the opportunity still um, because it, it did grow me so much, right? Absolutely. Like having to balance and manage six clients at once and huge projects and QA problems over here. And I was really doing a lot of everything, uh, a lot of campaign services work, but also strategic consulting there. And I think that's kind of what gave me my foundation and jumping board into 
going out on my own because I left there and uh, that was that was the last job, quote unquote, that I had. Um, I went from there to I'm going to just do this on my own for a bit. It's it's really interesting that you t- the, the way you talk about agency life, because I I've done agency work as well. Uh, I've had the, I worked at Couch and Associates twice yeah. In, yeah. in very different capacities, both times. But the opportunity to be, I think for me, being an Eloqua guy, you're an Eloqua gal, to be exposed to other marketing automation platforms, to be yeah. exposed to different types of industries. Like Eloqua was very into like B2B tech in general. Yeah. So getting to work in like education, getting to work in manufacturing, getting like just getting a different exposure to things was really, really beneficial. And it definitely prepared me, I think, for what I'm doing now. And I'm sure it probably prepared you for helping start Elo Consulting. So Elo Consulting, let's talk a little bit about that. Is what, what were some of the services that you tried to offer coming out the gate there? None. So uh, (laughs) much like starting marketing automation, um, I really kind of fell into it. It was not an intentional start. Um, So when I left that agency, again, it was, I was not in a good space for myself. Uh, And that was the first time you know, that I ever, my whole life, I have been very, you don't leave a job until you have another job was signed. Right. Right. Like you don't. Um, and I did that. I left that job and I had nothing. I had nothing on the horizon. I had, I didn't have any conversations and I went and, uh, talked to a friend of mine and she runs a dog walking business and was like, Oh, I sprained my ankle. I can't do dog walking right now. Do you want to take over my dog walking clients? And she did boarding and training and other things. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, right. It was mid spring. So I was like, cool. Like that sounds great. So I walked dogs for a summer. Um, it was great. It was, you know, I was outside and I was playing with dogs. Um, I was not using my brain (laughs) (laughs) and it probably wasn't all that good for paying the bills. Um, so during that time, I kept having people contact me and say, Hey, I see that you're not at agency X anymore. What are you doing? Yep. I'm, I'm walking dogs and, they, and like industry, right? Network people. Absolutely. Uh, and, and they would go, what do you mean you're walking dogs? Like you're not walking dogs. And I was like, no, I do. I'm a dog. <laughs> what walk. a career change. I, it's a total career change. <laughs> um, And I had people, a few people at first wanted, hey, you know, I'm growing my team. And because of my time in the training organization at Eloqua and Oracle, can you train my team? I have a new team member coming on board, small, you know, small companies, small agencies, independents. I'm trying to grow my team. I don't have time to train somebody. Can you teach them? Can you teach them how to use Eloqua? I've got an, an instance. Can you just show them how to do it? Yeah, sure. Um, we have a, a team you had reached out and uh, one of your former, you were what I was a customer of Elo consulting when I was at path factory. Yeah. One of the things I think working at path factory, kind of like working at an agency is you get exposed to different marketing automation platforms because it's not just Eloqua that integrates with path factory. It's Marketo, it's part on it's HubSpot. Yep. And Eloqua was kind of a, a shadow for a lot of folks because they had never used it before it just the the cx the broader cx team just didn't have a ton of knowledge in it so that's when i reached out to you and said hey can we run a training session for the cx org here at path factory on eloqua and it was 
phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. The team had a blast. And that's, and that's kind of where it started, right? Like you were one of the first customers. I don't think Elo was even really a thing yet at really? that point. It's, it was, I had maybe done the name registration, like maybe, it, but you were one of the very first few people, but I had like a number of people reach out in, in you know, over that summer while I was walking dogs yep. saying, Hey, I need some help with output. I have a campaign coming up for a client. Can you like just do the builds in Eloquent? Like just build the emails, the landing pages, yep. the forms, all the process around it. Sure. Why not? Right. Yep. Like, oh, what do you charge? I was like, I have no idea. I don't know what I charge. <laughs> like, what is this? So um, I really stumbled into it and uh, living in Vancouver, fall started to come and the rain started to come and I had a conversation with my friend I said I don't think I want to dog walk through winter like that was fun in the summer Uh, I don't want to be outside in the rain all winter so I was like okay so then it was kind of this shift of like if I'm actually going to do this like I actually have to do this so what am I what am I going to do right so it was training services a lot of training first and kind of campaign services stuff and then I am forever grateful to my network of people um, because that's who brought all of all of my business. I never sold myself or anything. I never actively went after any clients. I had a wonderful, I have a wonderful, spectacular network of friends and colleagues who brought business to me um, and referred people to me. But that's also a testament to you. I think as well, like, don't, don't sell yourself short. Like, you know, <laughs> I I'm in the same boat. I yeah, like yeah. just now after two years of starting three MG and my wife, Kim is now doing all of my marketing, my social marketing and all of that. This is the first time I've actually started to market yeah. for the last two years. All of my business has been my network or referrals. Yep. And it's, I, yeah. Give yourself credit. That's, uh, we have a great network. We have great people that we've worked with in the past, but they probably look at you and say, Lee is amazing. Lee is great. Right. I like you would be an idiot to not work with Lee. Um, <laughs> so, and so, so training services, that's kind of where you, is that where you've kind of found your balance with Elo? Is that where you spent the majority of your time or did you add in anything else as you kind of grew at that point? Yeah, it started with training services and then it became, um, I landed through a referral from Omar, uh, who was also part of our original little product support crew. Um, He referred uh, one of his ex-colleagues to me. They ended up putting me on retainer for a two-year contract of just as an extension of their team, really. Yep. Just being, they didn't want to hire a marketing ops person internally. They had one person, they had Eloqua, they had one person who could like build emails and, you know, landing pages a little bit, not really um, like quite limited, do some segmentation, right? Sure. Some basics, but nobody to kind of oversee, nobody really understood marketing ops at that organization. So they pulled me in and were like, just run mops for us yep. uh, on contract. So that became my biggest client. And then between that, I would do, you know, little lead scoring, lead nurturing, mostly workshops, a lot of workshopping, and then building as well on the side, right? Like, hey, you know, we got to stand up five landing pages with forms and a process to manage all this webinar registration. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. You know. So well, it, it's funny, like, uh, 
for a, there was a point in my career, and I don't know if you felt this way, some of that tactical work I kind of dismissed because it's like, especially as you grow in your career, you take on different challenges, different roles. It's like, why am I still building emails? Why am I still building landing pages? Right. But you don't realize like some of those very, what we take advantage of as being very simple tasks now for some organizations, that's really difficult to do. Yeah. And so the value out of not just being able to build something efficiently, but knowing how to tie everything together, how to report on it after, how to make recommendations after, yeah. don't sleep on doing little work like that. It, oh. it grows to be more and more. And if anything, it can help just show that the value that you're bringing is more than just being a button clicker. Absolutely. And I think a lot of what grew out of that when I did take those little projects was showing them, hey, here's how I did it, and then providing documentation on that stuff as well. So building a process, building yeah. out templates so that I could say, next time you have a webinar, hit these, right? Yeah. Here's the templates for the emails. Here's the landing page. Here's the form. Just do this. And helping organizations understand um, how streamlined it could be so that they could take that work on themselves because then they're calling you back for the more strategic things. Exactly. Right? I've, I've lost, I say lost, I've had, a, I've lost a few customers because I've done everything that they needed to do so that they could do it on their own. Yeah. And that's almost like the best. Yeah. That's like, like for me, that's the ultimate success. It's like my success is you won't need me anymore. Yeah. Like I will have done what you brought me in to do so that you can do it. And then maybe I'm, it's a referral later on. Maybe there's a new project later on, but you yeah. built that, you've built a good, strong foundation with them so that they, as they grow, they can start to potentially lean on you for, for other things in the future. Absolutely. I'm going to, I, I want to kind of dive into the business side of Ello. Yeah. So we've talked a lot of, like I, I've told clients in the past, like my nine to five job is, is consulting. And then my nine to 11 job or my five to 11 job is running the business. Yeah. What was it like running Ello? And, and, and again, you're, you're a solopreneur. Is that, that's the term I see floating around. Yeah. What was it like working for yourself? Awesome and exhausting. Because as you say, it's during the day I'm doing my consulting job. Yep. And then at night I'm doing all my bookkeeping, all my invoicing, all my, you know, answering emails and updating my webpage. And, you know, it's, I say, I never sold myself. I, you know, had like an Instagram account that I did like little bits of things on. And um, so it's, it, you do, you have so much more. And I think, you know, everybody says, oh, I want to work for myself. Oh, I want to work from home you know, uh, and work for myself and just like be on vacation whenever I want. And like, that's great. And it is flexible. And I can say, you know, oh, I'm taking this week off. I'm not taking any projects on for this week or I'm unavailable. And I can say that to clients where it's easier to say that than yeah. to a job in some ways. Um, but I, it's also, there's so much more and the pressure, like it's on you right? Yep. Like it's, it's on you to succeed or not. And when you have a house and bills, you have to pay and a family and all that stuff, it creates a lot of stress, um, that, you know, a regular job probably doesn't, doesn't create all that, right. You don't have all the extra, um, but it's also incredibly rewarding, I think. And because it's on you, right. It's, Absolutely. For the same reason, right? It's 
you get to see and you watch your little baby grow and and do cool things. Well, I re- I remember starting at the I when I started 3MG, I remember sitting down in front of my computer one night and just like brain dumping stuff of like these are things that I could do. Yeah. Who do I want to reach out to? Uh, do I do I like market myself a specific way? Do I do all of these things? And that was almost the fun part because yeah. it's like it's just creative and there's no pressure and it's just kind of dumping everything out there. And I think starting 3MGM, maybe it was the same thing for you with Elo. You want to see yourself in the company. Like you want your company to be a reflection of who you are. Absolutely. Like I don't want it to be stale. I'm not sitting here writing fucking white papers or ebooks and shit like that. I'm, I want to build some cool shit and I want to work with people that have that same mentality of like wanting to try and fail and just do new things. Yeah. And I've been super fortunate. I have an amazing roster of customers that I've worked with that are, that I'm still working with. And it's been phenomenal that way. You hit on something about the stresses. And I think that's one of the things that I don't know if I was necessarily a hundred percent prepared for was some of the stresses. The biggest one being finances. Of course. It's, depending on your roster of clients, depending on your billing frequencies and things like that, you've got to do a lot of planning yeah. and prepare for like, I've got a mortgage payment that's coming out on this date. I got to make sure I get paid by this date. Yeah. <laughs> Little things like that. It's not like when you're, you're working in a corporate environment where you have your pay periods and you're getting your same paycheck every two weeks or whatever it is. And that's not to disparage that. I'm not saying that that like there are hundred percent different stresses that come with working in a corporate environment, Yeah, but there's something where you, where you find yourself in your company that it is all, it is all on you. Yeah. And it's, it's a much different Thing to kind of experience, but yeah. I wouldn't trade it for the world at this point. And I don't know if you feel the same way. It just, it's so rewarding when you feel like you've accomplished what you were always just brain dumping or thinking like I was two years ago. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I did the same brain dump, right? Sit down at the computer and like, okay, what can I do? Because it was very early days and I was doing some of the training stuff and people kept contacting me like, Oh, we want to set up lead scoring. Can you like workshop that out with us? And like with my, with my marketing team, we don't know. Sure. Yeah. Like let's do that. And I remember sitting down, it was planning for building a website and I was like, what the heck do I do? Like what, how do I put what I, who I am, because it is who I am that I'm selling. Right. It's not, like, oh, I can, I know how to use Eloqua. It's you're buying me. And I think that's when we say, you know, it's on you. It that's because people are buying you. There is no product when you're in consulting it, your, your brain is your product and your personality. You, yeah. You yourself are like, yeah, there's no physical product you're selling. You kind of are the product. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things I've really learned to appreciate just even when I talk to potential clients and things like that is I just want to be brutally honest about what I know and what I don't know, yep. but all like, I, like Salesforce, I've, I have no formal training in Salesforce. I don't think you do. I don't know if you do either. I learned Salesforce from being at Eloqua and yep. just, it's the CRM that every one of my customers use. So you just inherently start to like 
learn it. And I've got two customers that I work with right now that is strictly Salesforce work. And when I met with them for the first time, I'm just like, just so you know, I'm not a Salesforce admin. Like I'm not, I don't have any formal training. I don't have any of the certifications that you see everyone put in their fucking LinkedIn profiles, like 10 times Salesforce certified. <laughs> what does that even mean? I mean, isn't one time enough anyway, but just being honest like that. Yeah. And people would just come back and be like, you know what? Like that's kind of okay. Yeah. It's just, like, if you're willing to learn and like, if you're willing to like just be resourceful and like know where to look and how to find stuff and how to do stuff and just be honest about that. People look at that and just like, that's, that's the kind of person I want to work with. Not someone who's potentially coming with X certifications or, or X experience experience matters 100%. And certifications help too. But I think certifications can sometimes block the experience because a lot of times folks are just regurgitating what they learned on trailhead or things like that they don't actually have that practical experience of trying to put things together yeah yeah which you and i've talked about a lot over the last few yes absolutely (laughs) absolutely years yeah and i think you know um i think that says a lot right when you can go to somebody and they and and i think that's also cycling thoughts running through my head really fast yeah um I think that's also one of the biggest stressors for me in being independent is, can I do this from day one, but also like Monday afternoon, Absolutely. like, what am I doing? Like, I can't do, I can't do this. I don't know any, I don't know anything about Salesforce. I don't have 10 fucking certifications, right? Like I just don't. So when when you have that, like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, it's it that can be incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but also very, like, very scary when you're because again, it's all on you. It's all right? on. Yeah, you don't have a colleague that you can go tap. Like, we were so fortunate back in the days to work with folks that you could tap on the shoulder and like ask a question to that you had no idea of and then get the answer that you need. Yeah. There's no one else in here. There's like, like, like we're, we're the answer to the client. Yes. It becomes very, it does become really stressful when it's like, I know this needs to be done, but I don't even know where to start. Yep. But I think, and that's one of the things that has allowed me to be successful as an independent is the network of people that I can, I can shoot you an email and be like, oh my goodness, client just asked for this X, Y, Z. What the fuck am I doing? How do I do this? And I have a set of people, Francisco Dominguez, you, um, Adrian Pacheco. I have like a handful of people who I can go to. I feel like Adrian will kill me for saying that out loud, but that I can go to at 10 o'clock at night and be like, dude, I need help. Yep. I don't know what I'm, I'm in over my head. I don't know what I'm doing. I've been trying to fix it myself. Can't figure it out. And while I am an independent and it is all on me, I think the lovely thing about mops and automation and that we have a really tight knit little community. We really and do. Especially as independents, we're all kind of looking out for each other. And, you know, I've referred work. I'm like, Hey, I'm no, I'm too busy right now. Let me send this work over here. Let me send this work over here. And that's been repaid to me as well. Right. So while we are independent and it's all on you, I think we have this amazing little tight knit community 
that we it's can't have on the shoulder. Yeah. It's super collaborative in the sense that, like I've always said, there's more than enough food on the table for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And if I don't know something, but I know someone else does know something and that ultimately leads to me losing business, is it better for the customer? Absolutely. Is it good for the colleague that I'm referring to? Absolutely. And for me, it's potentially saving me stress. It's potentially Absolutely. saving me like heartache if I fuck something up really bad and don't yeah. like, it's, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to refer to help because I don't know. I I'm, I'm just a firm believer. You put good shit out, good shit will come in. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think just like, like you said, we've got a really great network of folks that we can rely on. You and I have asked each other questions about Eloqua or Salesforce or HubSpot in the past where it's just like, have you ever done this before? Do you know how to do it? Can we jump on a screen share and just kind of walk each other through it? Yeah. We, that's just the way that I think folks like us are, we want to share our knowledge with each other and help each other so that we can all be better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, when it comes to kind of entrepreneurship, are there things that you like or didn't like or things that you like or don't like about it? Are there things that you miss about working in corporate versus working for yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, benefits? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a huge one. <laughs> options paid, paid yeah stock options uh paid massages stuff yep. like that um i think you know we touched on it earlier you mentioned right that kind of consistent pay right yep. it's where you know the financials can can get pretty stressful as an entrepreneur um yep. i despite the fact that when i was little i wanted to grow up and be an accountant and i went to school for accounting uh, I hate bookkeeping. Me too. All of all of that invoicing and all of that. I'm away from it now, right? Like it's. Yeah. I love numbers. I love a nice clean balance sheet. Absolutely. I don't want to do it. I, no. Um, and then I I would say the other thing that I like and don't like is my personality in this, in that I will bite off more than I can chew. Yep. Regularly, right. Because, and, and maybe that's part of the financials of it, but I will take on more work than I should. And I will deep dive in and work until 11 o'clock at night and yep. be like, Oh, it's fine. It's, I won't do it next week. I'll take a quieter week next week, but then I won't. Right. And then I'll, I'll keep going. So yep. I think, um, getting better at, and I have been getting better at self-regulation in that sense um, and monitoring myself. But uh, yeah, I think that's kind of the one thing is that I just, I really pour myself into it. Yeah. And um, yeah, but that's also, as we discussed, right, it's really rewarding when you then get, you know. Super rewarding. And yeah. I, I think too, like what I've noticed, and I noticed this when I was at, in agency life as well, when you work with uh, when you work with someone for a long period of time, maybe it's a year, maybe it's six months, you get to know them as a person. Like I'm the type of person that like when I talk to my clients, if if they want to, if they want to share like how their weekend was, if they want to talk about their family, if they want to talk about personal stuff, I'm all for it because yeah. it just makes that relationship so much easier, and it it kind of distances yourself from being the product. Yes, so, absolutely. Like, you're a human. You can yep. make mistakes. You don't know everything. 
and it just becomes a much more it definitely becomes a much more collaborative relationship and it makes it easier when you have to have tougher conversations or where something doesn't go right to just the all kind of just you respect each other you just have a different appreciation for the relationship versus like if you're a support representative at say big blue and you get someone calling in, they're just going to yell at you and they talk down to you. And it's like, you're, they have nothing to do with your problem. They're trying to help you, but it's the same kind of thing. I think with consulting or doing things on your own, you want those relationships because it just makes, it makes the work It makes staying up until 11 or 12 o'clock worth it, worth it. Because you're helping us. In a, in a weird way, like I want to see my clients be successful and yeah. just same with you. Yeah. I want to see, I want them to be excited about the stuff that I'm doing. I want them to be like, oh my God, like, I don't want them to think that we couldn't do this without Mike. You could do this without Mike. It's just maybe a little bit more efficient with Mike or a little bit more efficient with Lee. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that stuff. I think when it comes to thinking about like what you like and what you don't like, it's, it's really being like again you are the product and it's a product of your personality sometimes when with what you're doing so i can totally appreciate that the bookkeeping stuff too just i outsource that now (laughs) i still do my invoicing but all the bookkeeping and tax stuff and just no i can't still do on my own i oh lee you're just Cause I'm a nerd. Cause I love numbers, right? I love numbers too. I love, I love logging in the QuickBooks and seeing everything, but like my, my bookkeeper is just so good at like making like my bookkeeper is like me in the sense that like, I like building really sexy marketing ops dashboards or sales dashboards and stuff like that. That's what my bookkeeper's like with all my finances. She wants everything to be nice and clean and reportable and easy to understand so that I, when I go and take a look at how things are going, I don't have questions for her on it. Yes. It's yeah. all there. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah, entrepreneurship, fun times. Yeah. yeah. Fun times. I'm very cognizant of time. You've definitely, uh, I really appreciate you making yourself available to chat on a Friday, I guess Friday morning for you, Friday afternoon for me. Uh, that's that's ended with some fun stuff like some fun questions what are you listening to these days uh i think it's called the hype workout channel on spotify okay like megan the stallion stuff okay yeah any 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 songs that you would recommend folks to take a a listen to if they're looking to get their energy up based on kind of this, this workout playlist oh god you're going to pull up Spotify, aren't you? Well, I'm tempted to. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to, I feel like none of them are like really uh, PC appropriate. There's a lot of swearing. Eh, we swear. That's okay. Um, it's okay. I'm, I'm like, I've got, uh, I've had Lotto on my, uh, on repeat a lot lately. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't know that song, but okay. That's or maybe I do artist. like. We've got our artists. Yeah. So there you go. I clearly don't know anything. <laughs> I feel like you and I have slightly <laughs> different taste in, in music. I think we yes. have very different things. That's okay. That's okay. Any shows or movies that you would recommend or that you're kind of diving into right now as well? So we're not a big uh, TV family. Um, did just watch uh, by myself because nobody else wanted to watch it with me. Um, the new Game of Thrones, House of yep. Dragons. That yep. was that was good. 
Um, and we're currently working our way through Lego Masters season three. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Season yeah. three already. That's Will Arnett, right? He's the one to host it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Will season three is like in progress right now. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's uh, anywhere folks can find you, like LinkedIn or any places you want to share with folks if they're looking to to talk yeah. to Lee, work with LinkedIn. Lee. LinkedIn is the best. Hit me up on LinkedIn if anybody, you know, uh, any campaign services. I love it's. It's funny you mentioned like you know don't don't sleep on the little build projects. I love those. So you got emails, forms, landing pages, those little build projects. I love them. Um, I, always, I always like to pretend like I'm Bob Ross when I'm building an email <laughs> or a landing page. Like you talk your way through it. Sometimes like, I'm going to put yeah. this pretty little logo here. I'm going to put this happy, happy little hero image. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Lee. Really, no really appreciate it. First episode. You're like, episode. You, you're like the, you're the benchmark now. So it's going to only go up from here, right? Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Lee. All right. Thank you so much to Lee for joining me on the first episode of the Indie Marketers Podcast. We did it. First episode under wraps. Really appreciate everyone who's listened to this. Really appreciate everyone who listened to the teaser. We're going to have a lot more fun doing this stuff in the in the future as well. Hopefully, we'll have some other really cool guests coming on in the future. Hopefully, I'll have some really cool topics to talk about. If there are certain things that you want to hear about, if there are certain people you want to hear from, if you want to join me on an episode, let me know. 3mg.ca. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can shoot me an email at mike at mikemcfarland.ca as well. Really looking forward to doing more of these. This is really fun for me. And hopefully it's fun for you to listen to as well. For all of my American friends, depending on when you listen to this, hope you're having a great Thanksgiving. Uh, For my fellow Canadians, hope you're able to take advantage of any Black Friday deals ahead of the holiday season as well. And we'll be back next week with more fun. Take care.